0: good looking at episode number 28 a podcast about what to eat watch read and listen to i'm eric i'm jason so santos yeah man it's winter yeah. uh, this weekend is one of my favorite all-time winter things that happens in minneapolis it's the luminary lopit oh, or lopit as some people say it lopit really? yeah lope some people it? say lopet. It. It. All right. I was, I, I, just, I feel like saying lop it sounds better for some reason. Like it does it sound like better. Of a dick. I just saw a huge ass like, my doctor's office
1: had like there's a, this shit takes over our our neighborhood. I mean you, and yeah, we don't live in exactly the same neighborhood, but we live in adjoining yeah. neighborhoods and, yep. and um, and the lop it takes place in both.
0: It goes, it starts oh, here yeah, and goes over sure. there.
1: It's a. Yep the whole fucking thing. So tell everybody what this thing
0: is. Yeah, so for those that don't know, the Loppet is um, it's a ski race that happens in Minneapolis. They actually, um, it starts, uh, uh, goes around the lakes. Um, there's two lakes, Calhoun and Lake of the Isles. Um, and then it goes actually through the streets of uptown Minneapolis. They actually cover the streets in snow. Yeah. And the cross-country race um, continues through the actual streets of the city, which is pretty... Pretty amazing. It's awesome. The night before, there's something which is the part that I always love because it happens uh, right at the end of my street here. Is a thing called the Luminary Lap, where they put candles and lanterns inside ice sculptures, and they turn the basically light up the entire lake. And everyone goes out and basically has a party on the lake. You can cross country ski around through the course through all the kind of lit up sculptures. They do more elaborate ice sculptures. People come out and serve hot chocolate on the lake and start fire. So it's basically like in typical Minnesotan fashion where you're trying to make the most of the winter. People just come out and have like a nighttime party on the lake. It's really beautiful. Um, it's always – there's always a ton of people. It's – I don't know. It's one of the things that makes me love living here and it makes Minnesota and Minneapolis feel special. It's awesome, And There was um,
1: – the only time – I'm sorry to say that I took advantage of it was – Two years ago, where it was, it was a, it was my first time of realizing like, there's fucking magic in in the winter here when it snows. It snowed snowflakes that were the size of half dollars, huge, wow. huge snowflakes falling, and you were like, what the fuck? Like you could almost see the shape of the snowflake in each one, and it was like. I felt like I was on acid or something. I'm like, everything was perfect, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing, you know? Yeah. And they have, like, they build these huge bridges that go over, like, thoroughfares and over, like, parking lots for skiers to ski over, and they pump it full of snow. It's a fucking thing. it's amazing.
0: It's a real deal. Now, the race itself, can any Joe Schmo... Yep, anyone can enter. You know, it's based on age... Um, I mean, I think there are some serious people that show up for it. There's there must be probably just like a marathon or whatever. There's an elite class, and there's yeah, you know, everyone else. Then there's but, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I know people that race in it. Really, Rob yeah. is going to race in it. I think he usually does. And his uh, son Lewis is going to race in it. I mom. think they usually do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man.
1: So fucking lop it yeah. and uh, in the Super Bowl. In one weekend, God, how much? So, who do you like for the Super Bowl? I don't like anybody. I mean, I'm forced to. I'm forced to. You know, I just in the Bronco death. I mean, fucking Peyton Manning, the worst. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: like, you know, I, I feel like um the Panthers deserve it somehow more. Oh, well, they've
1: dominated. Yeah. They've just dominated. Like,
0: kind of. I don't know. They feel like the young upstarts. They feel like... It feels almost like,
1: like Chicago Bears type of shit. Remember? Like Super Bowl shuffle kind of
0: shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Super bit.
0: Bowl is generally a terrible game. It's, it's pretty, pretty rare that it's like a, an actually, actually a decent football game that's interesting to watch. But yeah. It's, it's just an excuse to... You know, eat chicken wings and ribs and, and tortilla chips. So. Yeah,
1: be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> not that, like, being a New England sports fan, like, that's not a... You can be a dick any night. Right. The Celtic, <laughs> The Celtics are playing 160 nights a week. The Bruins are playing just as many, like... Er, you can be a, a complete dick every night you want, which is one of the yeah. beauties about being from Mass. Yeah. Fuck all y'all.
0: What are we doing, man? What are we talking about this week? Uh, today we are doing three... TV shows, or three TV series, or however you want to say it, uh, you, we can take a little liberty here, but it's ultimately three shows no one is watching. So three shows that you feel like deserve attention, uh, that people should be turned on to, that um, most of the people that you know aren't paying any attention to. Love it. It's a good one. Yeah. I, for years, <laughs> scream from the fucking highest mountain that Breaking Bad was the best thing on TV, and then eventually everyone caught up, but for the first two seasons, I feel like almost no one I know watched that series. Yeah,
1: it took a little while to catch yeah. on, didn't it? And, and I was caught on, so Mark H. and I, I think, watched the first one together, and we were like, and it was a revelation for two dark people to be like, oh, oh holy shit. Yeah. There was a shift, and that was the shift where mainstream television because that's on cable. Yeah, That shit is on cable. It's not on fucking it's HBO. Not on HBO yeah. It's not on Showtime. Yep. That shit's on every day, every Joe cable. And it was dark as fuck. And we were like, it was like, oh my god, thank god. Yeah. He and I were obsessed with that show. And it's still one of the greatest things
0: ever no, to be absolutely. on TV. It's one of the rare shows that I felt like got better as it went along.
1: It, I mean, like it, the it was final seasons? two seasons.
0: The final two seasons were the best by far. Unbelievable, yeah. that thing. Yeah. What's with what Better Call Saul? Uh, new season starts on the fifteenth. And have you seen the first season? I watched half of it. Oh, you got to finish it. I know. You've told me this. I swear it's it's as good or better. I think than Breaking Bad. Fuck you. No, I'm better? serious. Better? I would say it's as good. I mean, even, even I, as good. Even as yeah, good. You can't really say it's. I'm not going to call you on it, but you, if you can't really say that, it's better after one season. Fair enough. I I'm think, not going to call you on it, but that's a, that's enough for me. Like, I think the things that they're doing with the characters on that show and the way they're kind of building out this elaborate backstory to show you kind of the emotional voyage that this uh, character goes through to become Saul Goodman. I think it's brilliant. It's
1: such good character development, and because he goes back to, in what's dude's name? The the um, uh, the actor? No. His, um, oh. his brother, it's his brother
0: that uh, Lenny. Yeah. Who's Lenny? Yeah. What's his name? Um, what's his name in real life? God, what is that character's or the actor's name? Cause he's beautiful and he does amazing
1: things. And the fact that I'm referring to him as Lenny is ridiculous, but that's what, you know, that's where he got to start. Um, cause he plays the shut in. He, he goes crazy. He falls out of partnership at his firm. Yeah. And
0: how they came up with that. that right? That it's so deep and dark brilliant. and great.
1: Michael McKean. And still that's not s- striking home. Like I guess for whatever right. reason I've never identified with him, but also,
0: I mean for me, just to see Mike Ehrman trout and Jonathan oh, Banks. Oh my god! And he's like he's running the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Because I always thought that character, his backstory and his whole thing. And um, Jonathan Banks is an amazing actor. And I'm really glad that Vince Gilligan sort of plucked him out of obscurity to bring him back. Because now he's getting, like, he's in movies and other TV shows and stuff. Like, Breaking Bad was like a fucking Kingmaker.
1: Oh, for sure. I
0: I heard on the... Wait,
1: who is... Now, sorry, just
0: rewind for a second. Who, Who are you talking about? Um Jonathan Banks. The, yeah, yeah, who is he? He's the um Yeah, the Mike Ehrman Trout, the guy who is Oh like, he's Airman Trout. Yeah. That's who he okay, yeah. okay, sorry. I didn't know his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um the uh yeah, the guy who is in Better Call Saul, he's in the pay booth, but in obviously in Breaking Bad we know he's like one of the sort of criminal mentors. Oh, he's the heavy, yeah. The go between the, yeah, the guy who's keeping Walt in line for the um Gus character exactly yeah the Gustavo friend character
1: and the complex as with all the characters there super complex yep. um I mean that that series will
0: oh god and the whole the whole thing Change TV forever yeah absolutely anyways enough about that because okay. that's not one of the series sorry I'm no about. and I mean we could do we could do a
1: whole whatever the fuck on that so uh, who wants to start you go first. So, my first pick um, is, and and to be honest, most of my p- picks. All right, I got four. I know I'm supposed to. have <laughs> Um, I got four picks. Uh, one of them's quick. Um, two of them are brand new. So, okay. um, so it's not. Um, you know, hopefully, the expectation
0: yep. wasn't. I wouldn't be shocked if we have any crossover. I just want to say that now. You would not be? I, no, I will be shocked. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, two of my
1: picks are, are brand new. Um, my first pick is an FX series called Baskets. I have um, not even heard of this. Oh, you shit me. Oh, my God, <laughs> you're going to love it. Um, it's um, produced by Zach Galifianakis and Louis C.K.,
0: uh, Okay, I think I heard something, I might have heard something about this on NPR the other day, but okay. Zach Galifianakis plays a, he
1: he is a, um, uh, he was a failed student at a clown school in Paris. He wanted, his whole life, he's wanted to be a classically trained clown. So he goes to Paris, his mom pays his tuition, his mom is played by Louis Anderson, Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I am telling you, Louis Anderson's greatest role ever. He's like nuanced and amazing. Um, so uh, the scenes of of Zach Galifianakis as as a clown student in Paris are like so painful and so beautiful. He comes back from Paris. He has to move back because you know he's he's flunked out of Clown College and he uh has a girlfriend who is with him because he takes him out for dinner he takes her out for dinner she doesn't give a shit about him she's like oh you're going to move back to california she's like i'm dying to move to california she's like yeah i'll marry you for the green card but just so you know i'm going to be fucking every other dude and i'm going to as soon as i meet somebody else i'll leave you as long as i get citizenship and he's just like okay He's single minded on the craft of being a clown. Right. So he moves to Bakersfield, where he's from. <laughs> he moves back to Bakersfield, California, and is looking for work as a professional clown. And the only place in Bakersfield where you're getting work as a professional clown is at a rodeo. Ooh. And as okay. a, a rodeo clown. <laughs> right. So he is out there, these beautiful scenes of him like playing, like, the classically, like, trained French clown with, like, shaking the glitter and the thing and just getting, like, pummeled <laughs> by bulls. Cowboys just beating the shit out of them all the time. Just getting fucking pummeled. And, like, it's it's perfect. It's so good. Um, it, It's genius. There are two episodes out now. It's on FX. Um, I just bought... Uh, you know, Amazon Prime right. or iTunes, you buy the season's pass. I'm going to yeah. play uh, just a quick trailer. <laughs> the trailers are genius. Do you, Just even watch those. Um, I chose this trailer because most of them you need to be watching it or something. But this is just like a great exchange. There's this woman that comes into his life that is kind of, um, you know, a foil um, She's great, but anyway, here's just a here's a quick trailer from, from baskets. Welcome Rico. Uh Tangerine Phantom, please. Pepsi Line. have New or Classic. Just regular Coke. Okay, Schweps then. Did you say Schweps? Sweps. I'm sorry, I heard two people. Schweppes! Schweppes! <laughs> He's in a drive-thru just trying to order a soda. It's fucking... I'm sorry, that doesn't do well over audio. Like, you can't fucking get a picture of it. But, I mean, listen, Zach Galifianakis is not hard fun. You get the idea, yeah. It. And it's his kind of comedy. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. There's only two episodes out and more to come, right. so... it sounds awesome. Oh, check it out. It's I'm so definitely
0: going to check it out. Yeah, you'll you'll really... You'll love it. You'll love it for sure. Cool. All right, my first pick is... Uh, uh, a Hulu show actually A Hulu original They haven't done that many shows yet you know, In the landscape of new content providers I'm dying are to hear what you're going Setting say. the fucking world on fire Is it Difficult People? No, it's Casual Oh, okay Have you seen this? I have not It's fucking brilliant I think it's awesome It's a really dark half hour comedy uh, Directed by Jason Reitman Who uh-huh. did uh, Juno and Young Adult And a bunch of other films um, Sir, what's the name of it again? casual casual um it's based it's about this brother and sister who are in their mid and late 30s uh, respectively um the sisters re- going through like a horrible divorce and her she and her daughter go to live with her brother um and the three of them just have this really kind of dysfunctional but beautifully functional relationship kind of at the same time and Um, they're both. So she's like trying to get back into the dating scene. He actually works at a dating site startup that like, it's kind of a cross between okay. Cupid and Tinder, Yeah. you know, it's like kind of positioned that way. It's like this newfangled dating site or whatever. Okay. And there's a brilliant scene in the first episode where he rigs the algorithm to like basically pick someone out for her from the site. And um, then he rigs the algorithm for himself to just pick the hottest girls. You know, because like, it matches you with someone you know, so he makes the site match him with the girls that he actually wants to go out with. Um, and they go to the state and he has this hilarious conversation with this girl in the bar where it's both of these dates are obviously just completely going off the rails immediately. Um, and they have this amazing conversation with this. They're both ordering food, and this woman, um, they're explaining the, the fish, and it's like, uh, like a delicate white fish in a butter sauce, and she's like, "Oh, that sounds good," but I'm going to get a cheeseburger, um, you know, no bun with bacon, like a, a or a bacon bacon burger with no bun. And he's like, "Wait, like you said you like the fish sounded good. Why did you order that?" And she's like, "Oh, well, I'm paleo, and the burgers, and the burgers, you know, that's why I ordered the burger." And he's like, "Oh, the fish is paleo. Like they didn't have fish." just <laughs> like, not not with brown butter sauce or whatever. And he's like, she's like, the the bacon, the burger's healthier. And he's like, I don't think that's true. And she's like, no, really. Like, they've done, like they've done studies. Like, cavemen didn't eat this. And he, and he's he's like, once again. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, just like, oh, no. So a guy at CrossFit told me, you know, it's just like this hilarious. This a guy oh, at CrossFit my. told me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not doing it. My recreation doesn't do it nearly enough justice, but it's like really dark and biting and sarcastic. But really? at the same time, like tender and, um, you know, it's like through the, the dark edge of it. There's like it's kind of this tender story about this family. And, like, these kind of messed up people, but, like, somehow they have each other in this really interesting way. Sounds so, super... It's good.
1: Compl- like, nuanced.
0: Yeah. And this is. is this is Hulu original Hulu. content? Hulu original content. Casual. Half-hour series. There are only eight or nine episodes. Nicole was, like, so sad when it was done. Really? It was, like, one of her new favorite shows. Well, she's the best measure of yeah, so, what I like. I would... I, think, I actually think Beth would watch the show with you. Oh my god! You know, killer. And we're gonna check it I out think for it's sure. Really funny. Really. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Cool. Oh, Good. and also you'll see a cameo of someone that we know. Shut up. That we've met in real life. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh yeah. Well, now <laughs> all the after you much- watch it, we'll we'll have to talk about this. Okay. Great. All yeah. much. All the all another reason to to dig in. Yeah. We get some. Some former talent that we've worked with. Okay. Features. In okay. This cool. Yeah. Good. Looking forward to. it. Let me ask you. Um. While we're talking about
1: Hulu, um, as you know, I'm always, as you are, always interested in branded content. Yep. Um. And what? And there are just a million partnerships that are happening, and that's what super interested in and there is one that I don't know about um well I know about but I have not seen called difficult people
0: hmm.
1: which is a partnership with Hulu and Gawker Media huh and it is um it is abnormal in brand, in the branded content world because you know branded content obviously always skews to positive themes yeah. Brands are not about to tie yeah. themselves to controversial, dark yep. types of shit. Um Difficult People is um a series that is purportedly very much cynical, very much uncomfortable and or dealing deals with uncomfortable themes and yep. but anyway, just like another like As we speak, like, everybody needs to start digging, myself included. We all need to start, like, realizing that cable TV, and I include HBO and Showtime and all the rest of that, like, those are still channels for content, but growing very, very quickly, and within the next year, you'll see it, um... Alternate forms, uh, alternate like entrees for content are everywhere. Yeah, Hulu in partnerships with other media companies like Gawker, and this kind of shit is coming all over the place. You for know, sure. and actually that leads me to um, yep. My my next pick. What, what did you I what was just say? gonna say?
0: That's not even to start getting into stuff like Twitch. There was an article that came out last oh, week. Oh yeah, no, that? that's yeah, exactly. As many people watch Twitch in a week as watch Sports Center. What? Yeah. How the fuck is that true? It's just for an entirely new generation. None of these people are ever going to watch fucking cable or TV in the way that we did in our get the fuck out of here. That's a crazy number. Yeah, it's absolutely true, and they're starting to do all sorts of stuff. Like Adobe is doing things like. everyone's starting to use Twitch as a platform because it's become so popular. It's not just for gaming anymore. People are doing, like, watching someone create a 3D rendering on Twitch, you know, and, like, really? work in their 3D software and create, like, characters and 3D modeling and shit like that. Like, really? People are doing really interesting stuff. I gotta that. check that out. I've, yeah. I've not... God. And you know that the Bob Ross thing, too, right? They They started showing old Bob Ross... TV shows on Twitch and it was like so enormously popular that they extended it.
1: Yeah, I read the I read I read the articles about that. I haven't seen it, but his resurgence is well documented. <laughs> it's all about it the
0: ASMR. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally is exactly. Yeah. Um all right. what you got
1: So kind of leads me to um c- clean segue into my next pick. Um, speaking of alternate distribution methods, um, my next pick is, you can, it is about to be a series, but it is one episode deep and about five days old, which is Horace and Pete. I haven't heard of this either. Really? Yeah. Great. Um So, Saturday morning, well, I guess it's nearly a week, um uh, Louis C.K. sent a note out saying, um, just put up uh, a new episode of a series that I'm doing on the site. It's five bucks. It's an hour long. Download it. it stars me, Steve Buscemi, Alan Alda, Jessica Lange.
0: This is what I heard about on NPR. Um, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so,
1: <laughs> um, basically, it is a... Um, Louis C.K., Steve Buscemi, and Alan Alda are all part of this interwoven, dysfunctional family that owns a bar in Brooklyn. And um, the best way to describe the show is a cross between Cheers, and it's as it, it's as if Eugene O'Neill wrote a pilot for Cheers. Wow! So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's um. It's
0: not a comedy. It, it's funny, of course, because you're like right. This Which is, is kind of like <laughs> all the stuff Louis C.K. does. It's like kind of a comedy, but not really. Like it's funny, but it's not primarily funny.
1: It's commentary more than anything, yeah. right? Um, and and this this show is 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 no different. Um, so the thing that's super interesting about it that that I loved was that like so this thing gets it gets released on a Saturday. The Iowa caucus is on Tuesday, right? And this thing is talking about like this. This episode is talking about like what's happening with Trump. Like, oh well, you know, he's he dropped out of like the holy shit. So they made and edited it that fast. This shit was cut in fucking online that fast. It within a day, and he was said in in Louis C.K. was he's like. He's like, listen, he's like, you're going to fucking steal it because you're a bunch of dicks. He's like, but pay the $5 because normally people that make hour-long dramas are made by huge multi-billion dollar corporations. He's like, this is one guy. He's like, it's me and some other fucking dick in the dirt dude that are making this thing. He's like, and we're making it as you're seeing it. He's like, so he made this thing and two days later was the Iowa caucus. So it had this unbelievable feeling where, and this is, I think the super interesting thing about this new kind of distribution direct, like just from the maker to whomever, you know, and you can go back to Radiohead or whoever else is doing it in that fashion. Right. But the thing that th- the result as a viewer is that, okay, I just paid $5 for this thing and I watched it. I've never, I know nothing about it. So usually when you watch a show, you've been seeing commercials for it. You've been watching Walking Dead commercials for fucking nine months. Yep. You're so geared up for it. Like, we don't experience TV, and we don't experience, like,
0: long televised or teledramas. It, what almost gets to the point where, like, I kind of suspected Into the Badlands was going to be terrible because of how hard AMC was promoting it. Right? Yeah.
1: I know. It was like they knew that they had to put down a hard bet just to try and recoup some money. So this thing is like, it gets the feeling of like, you just kind of wandered into, because it's very much a play. It all takes place in a bar. Yep, It's in a bar. The bar could be and pretty much is. It's in Brooklyn. Um, and Alan Aldo is like the elder of the bar and all the hipsters in Brooklyn are walking in and they're like, dude, this is such a dive. Oh my God, this is so cool. And they walk up and they order martinis. He's like, no mixed drinks. And they're like, what? He's like, beer, gin, vodka, whiskey. And they're like, and then he walks over to somebody else and she's like talking on the phone. He's like, shut that off. He's like, if you want to make a phone call, you go over there. And he's like just this like old like he's so Crossy old fuck and he's so fucking crass. You never heard Alan all right. talk like this, fucking dropping c words, like pontificating on the difference between a cocksucker and a pissant. Like he's like he's brilliant. Um, but the thing that's amazing about this in in the way that it was distributed is that you get this feeling of like this is hap this just happened. Like you, you every time you watch a TV show. There's this other world that you just imagine this t v show has gone through like all the all the f- terrible like board meetings and all the reviews and all the everything else. Yeah. This is fresh. you just watched it you yeah. know and and it's really it's really nice let me let me play a quick clip. This may suck, but i I, I did want to try and see if I could just play something. A little bit funny. Stephen Wright is a character. Oh that, wow! He, yeah, he sits at the end of the bar and is just kind of a
0: weird dude. That's a perfect role for him. It's a perfect role for him. I yeah. I love how Louis C.K. takes care of his friends. You know, well, everyone at the bar. Yeah. Everyone at the bar
1: is is a stand-up bro. Right. Like, a, 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 and you know what I mean by that. Like it's yeah. one of it's one of his peers. You know what I mean. Yep. Um, and you recognize them all. And uh, here's just a, a quick clip. That kind of illustrates the the timeliness of it. Um, Let's see if this, this rolls. Come on, you bitch. Jessica Lane, by the way. Listen, oh, no, wow. That's, right, I mean, you know, that's just how a democracy declines, right? The populace degenerates until we elect a guy like that, and he just ruins what's left. I mean, we used to be great. We used to be uh, have a great workforce. We used to be educated. We used to pretend to be moral, right? Now everything's made in China by fucking babies. Everybody's stupid on purpose. And nobody gives a shit about anything except like consumer pleasures. So why not Trump? Let's just get this shit over with. That should be his slogan. Trump, let's get this shit over with. (laughs) So it's that kind of humor. Right, of course. Where it's like, you know, it's funny because it's kind of true. I don't know. But check it out. Like, um, he's going to be releasing them once a week. They're like, the first one was five bucks, the next one's two dollars. Right. And he just makes it on his
0: own, so that's amazing. Very cool. Yeah, good for him, it sounds really good. I'm gonna check that one out. Again. Oh yeah, you'll Once love again. it. You'll love it. It's a play. Yeah. It's a Eugene O'Neill play. It's awesome. Uh, so my next pick, I I know one other person who's watching this show, um, and I had actually read this book, and I knew the show was coming out, and I was reluctant to watch it. And credit to the one person who is Christian. Uh, who's a mutual friend of ours who told me who was watching it and said it's really good because I started watching it. It's one of those shows, kind of rare shows, kind of similar to Game of Thrones. And maybe people will find this controversial. Where I think the show is actually better than the books. Um, and it's a show called The Expanse, it's on the Sci Fi channel. Uh, Sci Fi channel, normally, like since Battlestar Galactica, they haven't done shit. Like, I've been hearing, like, oh. Buzz about shows like, this is as good as Battlestar Galactica. Nothing has been as good as Battlestar Galactica until this. And I think this has the potential to be better than Battlestar Galactica. The Expanse. The Expanse. It's got Thomas Jane, and he plays, like, of course, uh, this is one of the reasons why I love it, sort of like a, hard, a hard-boiled kind of detective. Um, so here's, let me set up the context for the show. So uh, uh, the Earth has colonized space. So there's Mars is as populated if you know and is um, built up. There's colonies on Mars. Earth and Mars are sort of in a cold war situation, and um, we've also we've colonized the rest of space. And there's a, a bunch of space stations in this asteroid belt, and they're mining resources because we've used up all the resources on Earth. So we're getting water and air and all sorts of other minerals and stuff from these these colonies. And these people... So there's a whole generation of people or multiple generations of people that have only lived out in... And they're called belters because they've only lived in the asteroid belt. So they have different shaped bodies. They have no connection to Earth. They're sort of like... Almost like a working class that are just... You know, Earth is harvesting all the resources. So from... And there's this like kind of unsettled relationship between Earth and Mars. So what happens is um, there's uh, this kind of missing persons case uh, with this woman that this Thomas Jane character gets thrown. He's sort of like private security on this base station, and he gets kind of thrown this freelance job to look into this woman, the disappearance of this rich girl. Uh, And while he's looking into this, what he figures out is she has sailed off on this ship, and this ship has been... All crew has been killed on this ship that was out in space, and no one knows why. And it's an interesting narrative because there's the Thomas Jane character. There's a character on this mining ship that's mining these massive chunks of ice from the rings around Saturn and, and harvesting it for water, and they hear a distress call from this same ship, and when they go to, um, go to answer the distress call on this ship... Their entire ship is destroyed besides the shuttle with a few people mm. on it. Um, I'm kind of now ruining the series. but <laughs> No. So there's a storyline back on Earth. It's basically like, it's a, similar to Game of Thrones, it's all about the political drama. It's not so much like, it is, a, it is a sci-fi show, like there's spaceships and there's shit like that. But it's one of the least sci-fi, sci-fi shows. It's more like, okay. if you're really into political dramas and intrigue and mystery... Um, it's more along the lines of something like that. And it's got some really great actors. It has, um, Jared Harris, who is, um, on Mad Men. You know, the guy who played the British partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy. He's an awesome character actor. Um, and also Chad Coleman, who is on The Wire. He played Cuddy on The Wire. And then he was also on The Walking Dead. Um, fuck was black C- guy, sort of like square. Job. Cuddy was the guy who was like opened the boxing gym and was teaching the kids oh how to yeah, box. yeah 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 um, he's on it um, all the performances are, are really solid it's really interesting um, I highly recommend it the special effects are great it's gorgeous all the acting is good the writing is good
1: it's based on
0: um, you say it's on a book that you've uh, yeah. series that you've um, it's based on a series by us um, the uh, the author's name is actually a pseudonym. It's James S.A. Corey, uh, who is a fantasy writer, Daniel Abraham, who's writing with this other writer, Ty Frank. And they're both producers on the show, so they're both involved. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's interesting because their actual names, says so based on the novels by James S.A. Corey, and then their names, actual names both show up as producers, So, which is kind of funny. That's cool. But um, yeah, it's a really good series of books. Uh, I only read the first one, so it's going to be a delight for me to watch the series. My um, father-in-law listened to all the audiobooks, and he loved the series, the entire series. So he's really enjoying watching it as well. Um, oh, cool! So yeah, how far? Into, how far is it? Uh, the what's... first season just finished up, so it's new. It's like nine episodes. The last episode is um, it's an hour. Forty six minutes without commercials. You can buy it on iTunes for twenty bucks for the the entire season in HD. The last, the ninth episode is actually a two hour episode. Wow! So I feel like it's pretty good value for money. It's a really good show. So uh, The Expanse, highly recommended. Fucking a man, I will check that out for sure. Does it feel like um, would
1: I get the same out of it if I don't read it? Because I'm not going to read it.
0: No, you shouldn't read it. Just watch the show. Really? Yeah.
1: Fucking A. That's exactly the answer I wanted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to read the other books. I'm going to let the show kind of do it at this point. Really? I kind of feel the same way about Game of Thrones, which I know is probably, once again, might be a controversial opinion. But as someone who's read all those books and has just waited years and years for these fucking books to come out, I'm just tired of it. I'm just going to let the series enjoy the series. And Well,
1: here, here was your, here's you, what your advice was to me um, when I asked you about that. Is you're like, you're like, there are, and again, going back to our mission statement for this entire podcast, it's like, there's limited time on this earth to spend reading stuff. And the way you put it to me was that, you know, the, the, the series is pretty much as good as the books. Spend your time reading something else.
0: Yep. I mean, there's no doubt that there's additional plot lines and additional shit in the books. There's hundreds, and if not thousands, of extra pages that don't involve stuff in the series. Whether you're really missing that much out, it's like, you know, don't you missing out because you didn't read The Cimmerillion by fucking J.R.R. Tolkien and you don't know, uh, like, the ancient elven language? Not really. Nope. So, read some other shit, watch some other stuff, you're good. Yeah, and be exposed, because you can be exposed to this story by watching
1: the series, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Um I got two left. Um and I don't know let me let me do with one. One of them's quick, um, and really funny. Um but I want to talk about one quick here which you and I brought up the other day and um and I wanted to maybe give a second here because as we're talking about series and ones that are maybe unwatched a bit, um, Black Mirror. Oh yeah, Black so, Mirror is amazing. So you and I um, just in in the office the other day were started talking about this, um, and I I feel like if we're talking about series that a lot of people may not be watching, um, and should be brought to attention, this is one that. Um, i think is way
0: underwatched for whatever reason probably cuz it's bbc or well you know it's, I don't a, know it's about to um be ne- it got picked up by netflix 12 episodes yeah it's going to be watched a lot more
1: you bet your ass yeah um but um so this was a bbc 4 um property for 2 years Seasons with a grand total of three episodes per, and um, it's in this incredible like near future
0: dystopian sort of. It's like if you, the, you can explain it better than I can. It's like else. if the Twilight Zone was like five, not just darker and more twisted.
1: That's exactly right. And and actually, what we talked about because I the, I kind of made the analogy of the Twilight Zone, and you made the astute observation that the Twilight Zone. While it was kind of like twisted, it never had any cultural commentary. Yes, it, it never had that, which this really does. So yep, absolutely. So just to run through, actually, I would give the first one away if I did. Um, let me just so a, a few of the episodes that stick out. There's one. I love them all some i love more than others some days like they, they, these things really stick out and they're 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 amazing they're
0: singular fucking the one that feels like a social commentary on america's got talent or, oh. or britain's got talent and american idol is probably my favorite yeah that thing is
1: so genius so this is an episode these are hour long episodes where um Plebeians are pretty much in in, it's hard to see if there's anyone else in any other sort of strata of society, but like pretty much everybody lives in these like nine by nine rooms where you are
0: constantly barraged
1: by advertisements
0: and there's a constant meter running. Everything you do, all the air, every second of TV or screen if, that you and watch. And you're,
1: requi- you're required no. to watch advertisements. Most of it's for porn. And if you <laughs> want to, if you want to, because they know that everyone wants to watch porn because you live by yourself in these cubes. Right. So if you want, if you don't want to watch the porn, you skip it and it costs you credits. The way you earn credits is all day long you pedal. On an exercise bike.
0: Right. And you earn credits. Ostensibly, like you're generating energy or something. That's
1: the idea, is you're generating energy. So everybody's working towards a greater good, and and you earn credits by churning away on your exercise bike. When
0: you're back in your... Which is ironic, because the more exercise you do, the more you need to eat. And you need to pay a bunch of money every time you eat. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's all kinds it's, of... It's all like a feeding into a corrupt system basically where you can never get ahead is sort of the point of it. But
1: Every time you brush your teeth, you get yeah. it costs you two credits for tooth, for toothpaste. So, the, the way out is there is a
0: huge
1: Britain's Got Talent um... Like TV show. Like yeah. TV shows. So... You apply for it, and you either win or you don't. If you win, you have this incredible lifestyle of the rich, and everybody, you know, is yeah. in love with you. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know how to summarize the story without giving it away. Basically, our hero, like, f- kind of falls for. You know, I mean, there's no human contact with anyone. He falls for a woman, and um, and hears her singing and he's like oh you've got to do it and she can't afford it it costs you like it costs you like a years worth of credits to even apply to be on the show and he had inherited some cuz his brother had died and he's like I'll give them to you I want you to do it and she goes and she applies and and another really dark and twisted turn happens after that and yeah. it's it's but i guess the story in itself we can't do justice to it because it's so well executed yeah that like like the set, the the sets are amazing.
0: Yeah, right. It's Really well done. The sets are incredible. It, they, are, it's it's funny because it, at the beginning of every episode, it feels like you're stepping into a situation that's so foreign, and by the end of it, you feel like you've been immersed in a new world, which is one of the things that I think makes it so powerful. And it's like it's, it does such a good job of drawing you into this like weird and twisted sort of narrative and scenario. And by the end of it, you're like completely enthralled. Mm. It's unbelievable. It's it's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for years.
1: If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. So it, um, there was a new episode released at the end of 2015. Christmas special. Christmas special. With, Did you see it? Yeah, with John Hamm. With John Hamm. Yep. Who he's uh, pretty amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he does, he's amazing. He does well in it.
0: It, it's not the best episode. No, it's not. But it's good. It's, it's good. solid. It's it's yeah. But the, the other two seasons good. are better.
1: Yep. Um. But uh, picked up by Netflix again for 12 episodes. And so check out those. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they'll remain just as good. But, but be sure to watch the other two seasons because they're... The yeah. Required viewing. I'm excited
0: to see what Netflix when, they, a, when they've got I'm dying. even more freedom, what they can do. This in is the a Netflix great litmus format. test
1: for how they take like a super solid series and continue. Yep. To
0: keep its quality, like maintain right. The... Yeah. The only thing they've done with that that actually with is the killing. Yes. Yeah. They did the final season of the killing on Netflix, and I thought it was good. Um, what my, else you got? My last pick is a show that's actually three seasons in. Oh. Uh, at this point, it was the first ever, as far as I can tell, drama that was done by the History Channel. It's Vikings.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, you've mentioned yeah, this before. i are trying to get people
0: to watch this show forever. I think Fuck. it's actually really good. Yeah. Um, uh, it features this sort of trilogy of characters. There's this... Um, the main protagonist is this guy, Ragnar Lothbrok, which... In researching this, I actually found out was actually there's a classic sagas, Viking sagas of this character Ragnar Lothbrok, and the show is actually for real. Yeah, for real. In like you know uh, Norse mythology, okay, um, and this or you know, the history of the Vikings. Yeah, Um, there's some sort of you know stories or chronology of this guy Ragnar Lothbrok, and he's the main protagonist in this series. So it's set in like a time when the Vikings are. Um, mostly kind of warring between the clans and this guy Ragnar Lothbrok has the vision to like, I think there's something like we've all been fighting amongst ourselves and going sort of east across the land, like maybe extending down a little bit into what we know as Russia but he's like, I think that there's something there's really something to the west like, I'm gonna he gets this guy who becomes this kind of character who becomes one of his sort of comrades, this guy Who's sort of this insane kind of shipbuilder guy named Floki who builds these first ships that are capable of going in the open ocean. Mm. And he sails and discovers, you know, ancient England and France for the first time. And they start raiding into... And the English are just not prepared for this at all. Uh, And so they... um, You know, he basically rises to prominence and he challenges the earl. So the earl is the king of all the clans, um, and he's like the sort of leader of his village or whatever. Um, The in the first season, the earl is played by Gabriel Byrne, who we've you know talked about recently. Yeah, there's serious actors in the show. Can afford this because that is an enormous production. Yeah. It's really... What I like about this series is... So, first of all, there's kind of a trilogy of characters. Is the Ragnar Lothbrok. His wife is actually, like... It's interesting because you'd think in this context, like, women... There wouldn't be any strong women characters. But, actually, his wife is um, this uh, shield maiden named Lagatha, And she eventually, like, becomes an earl in her own right in the series. And they end up sort of falling out. It does really interesting things. Like, within a season, they'll jump several years in the timeline and okay. they do really interesting things like it's, each season kind of spans a lot of time and there's really interesting character arcs and um, it does really interesting things. So Ragnar's brother is this character Rolo who's sort of like he's um, this massive dude. Who's this like really impressive warrior, but he just doesn't have the same sort of like political savvy that the Ragnar Lothbrok character does. So he basically is like in some ways he's jealous, like, He is kind of in love with his brother's wife. He's definitely in love with his brother's, like, rise to power. Okay. And wishes, like, you know, uh, like, he's, you know, in many ways, like, a better warrior. But he doesn't have the brain and the political savvy that his brother does. So he's, uh, there's this, like, tension and resentment between the two of them. Right. And this this really interesting dynamic. So, I, I just think it's a, it's... First of all, it's well done. The characters are well done. It's a really interesting period of time. Um, a, you know, it's a part of history that you don't really see that much. It sounds like a perspective that we're not used
1: to hearing either because like you, you don't hear like people coming from the East, well like that northeast portion and then attacking England and France like like that's not yeah. Like it's always you always hear from the British point of view, right? And
0: I feel like very few shows these days surprise me, and I have been surprised numerous times by twists and turns in this show, and definitely surprised by how good it is. This has been coming up a couple times. I gotta
1: gotta watch it. So let me ask you this, um, and for listeners, I'm sure uh, they'd be curious to know as well, you don't have cable, so how are you watching this fucking thing?
0: Um, I watched this on Hulu. You can actually, if you go to the, the History Channel has an app, and you can watch it on the History Channel's website. Um, And now it's on Netflix. I think you can watch the first. Really? Okay. If not all three seasons, you can definitely watch the first two on Netflix. Shit's going all over, man. Yeah. You can,
1: you know? For sure. Like, like, baskets. Like, I have TV. Yeah. And I still fucking bought it. What kind of sense does that yeah, make? I never watch TV. I bought it and I have fucking TV. Yeah. This I'm an it's so ass. much more convenient. Such an ass. I know
0: I've done the same thing.
1: The fuck. I got one last one here um which I think is really fun. Um I got uh I got turned on to this by a friend and uh co-worker, uh, Mike Rook turned me on to this like a year ago. Um it's in again, uh in the vein, and I kind of was wanting to do this for this um for this episode is um alternate distribution methods. Right. You know, because who gives a fuck? like we all can watch a fucking walking dead. We can all watch you know fucking Sopranos 2, whatever the fuck it's gonna be. But, um, I think, like, there's so many cool, like, alternate, like, ways of getting content now. You know, it's so fun. So this is a series that, shit, man, this, this thing, I'm old, so shit comes to me fucking late, but this thing is probably, it's at least two years old, maybe three years old. This, um husband wife partnership um Katya Blitchfield Blitchfeld sorry and Ben Sinclair mm. um two brooklynites did this series about uh it's a Vimeo series episodes about 6 minutes long about a pot dealer um he's just a bicycle courier mm. not not for a legal not for, like, a legal dispensary right. or anything. Yeah. He's just, he's just a weed Old dealer. Old school weed dealer. Old school yeah. weed dealer, you know. You ping him, and he, he and he comes, and he brings. and right. But he comes with kind of the modern stock where he's got, like, you know, he's got, like, ten strains. Right. You get whatever the fuck you want, you know, kind of thing. But it has nothing to do with weed. It has very little to do with weed. Right. It's just, the, that's the vehicle. It's more about, like, the story is more about a stranger... Coming into a person's life and being in it it's not it's again it's different just by the nature of the transaction It's different than a police a pizza delivery guy because it's a weed dealer, so you kind of come in and you're it's illegal, so there's like this connection right. to begin with um and it's great, so it happened for Three short seasons on Vimeo and um, HBO just uh, two months ago picked it up for a short series. I think they picked it up for six to eight episodes. Wow! And this was just a straight out like out of pocket production. Made a deal with Vimeo, did well on Vimeo. HBO saw it and picked it up. Let me let me play a quick clip. It's super funny. So this is this is illustrative of sort of the. It, The fact that it has nothing to do with weed—it's more about like the people that he's selling it to. It's—it's just like, like kind of. So
0: good to meet you. You're adorable. You fucking peanut. I love it. God so was. good. Guys, nice, take it easy. I so love you, obsessed with you. Ew, oh, awesome. God, I how,
1: did, over how did here? Peter end up with that total fucking <laughs> troll? he kept cornering me all night, uh, and he his breath had like smelled like old penny.
0: Yes, really that's exactly color. what it was. Hey, I mean, can could I get a cigarette and
1: a light for a dollar, please? Here, hand me that, Steven. So can... What was that about? And it was like skin tags. Take them off your face. They're called Thank tags you. for a reason. Do you know Thank what I mean?
0: Thank you. Just like all over his face, just on and on. It, 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 oh, I don't have a dollar. Uh, anyway, <laughs> did you notice, too, how it was Adam's apple? He literally looked like he had swallowed a banana. So sharp. So, so gross. gross. Fucking Olivia. Unbelievable. You can't just not wear a bra. You do not wear a bra. <laughs> <laughs> wear a
1: bra. <laughs> She's looking good since she did Blueprint, Oh, he my God. Do man. not even say that. This tastes
0: like
1: spunk. <laughs> but it's like, how am I supposed to express my creativity and, like, really stretch my <laughs> wings if they don't give me a budget? Like, I'm a bird in a cage, literally, right now.
0: And I have to shit. <laughs> be- can you, uh, can you stop this? So, Vegas? anyway... Yeah, okay. Like Nicole Simpson up in here.
1: So, this is like, just like, I think, honestly, like, it's so hard with just like a clip of audio. But I think what that illustrates is like how well they're like capturing like real life. You know what I mean? Because so many people that are under the thumb of studio production or whatever, it's like you're getting scrubbed by. Whatever fucking creative director, and he's like, yeah. oh, that's not, no, 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 no.
0: You can't make a Nicole Brown Simpson joke. Fucking A. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And, you know, um, so this thing is great. And uh, so Vimeo, it's called High Maintenance. <laughs> um, and it's from episode one through episode, I think there's nine or 12 that are available just on Vimeo. They're free now. I think it used to be like two bucks a piece." Um, and then it just got picked up for, like I said, I think, um, I think at least six, maybe more, um, episodes for HBO this year. So watch for it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So that's all I got, man. Awesome. Well, uh, hopefully you all find those picks useful out there. I know I certainly learned about some new stuff that I'm going to be. Yeah. Rushing. Likewise. So, uh, if anyone has anything that they would like to point our attention to or, um, add to the list. Hit us up at, at GLO Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and other than that, thank you as always to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance, and hopefully we'll catch you next episode. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.